We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. So who is this person? It's John Chuckery. Are you sure? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at the John Chuckery Show. Final hour of the program is the start of the Brown Liquor Music Hour. Chuck Rose gets first request. Little uh, zap here to get things started. Roger Troutman's birthday is today. The guy who was the front man for Roger and Zap. Also known as Roger, right? He was Roger, but anyway. I want to be your man. Have you heard this song before? I haven't, but this is nice and yeah, funky. I it like is. it. Yeah, it's good. Roger, Roger and Zap is pretty cool. Like they got some good music. They were they were discovered by I think um, uh, George Clinton and Funkadelic. I think George Clinton found uh, Roger and Zap. He discovered them and all that. So anyway, it is Roger Troutman's birthday today. The lead of Zap. So four zero four seven four one zero nine two nine. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us when you are on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at JMCH316 at underscore Dylan Matthews. Don't forget, 1040, we got Rankum. So hit us up with your list, text line, Twitter page. Hit them up with uh, your uh, a list. Chuck, so, I lied. I actually have heard this song. I just didn't know it was the, I want to be the your man. man. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, and once I heard that part, I have yep. heard this song before. Yep. Now, this, uh, this is a good song. So this is, what year did this come out? Like late 80s? Have to double check that. All right, look that up uh, real quick. Um, again, we got Rankum coming up at ten forty this evening, so make sure you hit us up with a list on the text line. Hit us up with uh, a list on our Twitter page as well. All right, before all of that though, let's get to something that we call our college football roundup. It's time for the college football roundup. A complete look at all the collegiate football action. Sports Radio ninety two nine, the game. So obviously on Sunday we'll know all of the matchups. So. College football playoff rankings came out the second to last week. So here's what we got. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, Southern Cal. That's your top four. That's your current playoff group. Then it's Ohio State, Alabama, then Tennessee, which I don't understand that at all. Uh, Penn State, Clemson, and Kansas State round out the top ten. Utah jumped up three spots. They are uh, at number 11. Utah, Washington, Florida State, LSU, Dropped nine spots and went down to number 14. And then Oregon State, Oregon, UCLA, Tulane, South Carolina, Texas, Notre Dame, uh, Central Florida, Carolina, Miss State, NC State. So 1987, by the way. Okay, so I was right, late 80s. So, 
Uh, Tulane and and Central Florida will play for the spot in the Big Six Bowl games. So my guess would be that I don't know if Central Florida can go to the Orange Bowl. I know if Tulane wins, they're going to the Cotton Bowl because they'll put them geographically close by. So let's just for argument's sake say Central Florida wins. Would we end up with a Central Florida Clemson Orange Bowl? How uninspiring would that be? Anyway, um, we'll see what happens. And again, I hope it holds up chalk because Ohio State doesn't deserve to get in the playoff. Bama certainly doesn't, and Bama should not be ranked ahead of Tennessee. Didn't Tennessee and Alabama play this year? So they they both have the, the this says here that they both have ten and two records. They both won ten games. And they both lost two games, Dylan. Okay. Did they play each other? They did. Who won that game? Tennessee. And they're ranked behind them, huh? That don't make sense. No. no. The math ain't math. No, no, it's not. It's just ridiculous like everything else. So, anyway, uh, Brent Key is officially now the coach at, uh, at Georgia Tech. Look, would I rather have Brent Key than Willie Fritz or Bill O'Brien? Yes. I'd rather have Brent Key than those guys. This seemed like they. Ve- this seemed like, for whatever reason, a very uninspired search. And I don't know if there's just not a lot of good coaches that are available right now. But this just—I don't know. I mean, this just did not feel like a great cycle of coaches and things like that that were out there. So good for Brent Key. Now you got. Now you got to change the program, man. I mean, you know. Again, I asked the question earlier in the show. What's going to be the expectation next year? What's going to be if, if he's four and four now, right? Um, if he's four and four right now, does that mean expecting a bowl game next year? Because here's what they got: they 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 got to go to Ole Miss next year, right? They had Ole Miss here this year. They got to go to Ole Miss next year. They've also got as their other non-conference games. Obviously, they'll end the year with Georgia. And then they've got Bowling Green as the other non-conference. So you expect them to win that. But in conference, okay, besides the Coastal, they've got to play Louisville. They've got to play Syracuse, Wake Forest, and Boston College next year. Now, Boston College probably is going to fire their coach. Who I think is the former – isn't Halfley the former – OC or DC for Ohio State or something when he when he tied in with with Ohio State, but Syracuse at Wake Forest. When your schedule's not super easy, got to go to to Clemson, but you get Carolina at home, um, and Carolina's gonna have Drake May again this year. You beat him up there, but you know it'd be interesting to see. I mean, I, I guess at some point we have to start talking about can they make a bowl game, right? All right. This uh, from our friend of the show, Heather Dinich. So, the college football playoff committee has sent an ultimatum to the Rose Bowl this week, giving a self-imposed deadline of Wednesday of next week to determine whether the college football playoff can expand in time for the start of the 2024 regular season. And if the game's most storied bowl can't agree to terms, it's possible it could be excluded from the New Year's Six games in the next round of contracts. Um, a CFP source says, we want the Rose Bowl. 
who have a good partnership with the six bowls we're affiliated with. Well, yeah, duh. So they said that while the Rose Bowl's position in expanded CFP, CFP isn't the only obstacle that slowed the process, it is the last and most complicated. The discussion centered on one of the more most lucrative television windows in college sports. Um, says the Rose Bowl was willing to temporarily concede its relationship with the Big Ten and Pac-12 to host a quarterfinal game in 24 and 25, but in return asked for assurances in the new contract. There is no contract in place beyond the current 12-year deal, which runs through the 2025 season. So, again, they want their Pac-12 Big Ten games. They don't want to be a part of some of this other Michigas and stuff like that that's going around out of all of it. We'll see what happens. Todd Munkin was named a finalist for the Frank Burles Award. That is for the top coordinator in college football. Um... Is he going to be the OC next year for Georgia, or is somebody going to scoop him up? Somebody going to give him a shot at a program? You know, if if a Willie Fritz had left to come here to Tech, Todd Munkin would have been the kind of guy for a, for a, a Tulane to go hire, right? So I wonder if he's going to get one of these other jobs that's out there, like a South Florida or something like that. I don't think he's getting, you know, a, a Power 5 job just yet, but... Is Todd Munkin one of the guys being looked at, and is he going to be the Georgia offense coordinator next year? My gut says no, because if you're the offensive coordinator in back-to-back years for the national championship program, somebody's coming to get you. Somebody's coming to take you from that program. What will be interesting to see is somebody comes knocking on the door. If he stays, is he getting a raise? Is he going to get a raise? I don't know, but he's obviously done a really good job with this Georgia team and this Georgia offense last couple of years, and obviously they've gotten you know Stetson Bennett to the point where you know he's a you know potentially a, a two-time national championship uh, quarterback, right? So look, I think they're going to handle LSU this weekend. Um, I think they're in the playoff no matter what. Michigan's in the playoff no matter what. I don't think I'm going to say I know for sure Georgia's in the playoff no matter what. I know Michigan's in the playoff no matter what, and I'm pretty confident that right now, win or lose, TCU is in the playoff as well. So I think that's the top three. Then it becomes if Southern Cal wins, they're in. Ohio State or Southern Cal loses, Ohio State's in. I don't think Ohio State should be in the playoff. That's just me. You get beat that bad the last week of the season to your rival on your home field, that's an embarrassment. That was that game. That whole game was an embarrassment. So, and I finally got Hugh Douglas on. My, I got. I'm arguing with Mike Conti and got Hugh Douglas on my side about Ryan Day because I don't think Ryan Day is a very good head coach. He's he's got so much talent. You 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 should be 11 and one. Actually, you shouldn't be 11 and one. Should be 12 and 0. 11 and one's not a good record for Ohio State. It's supposed to be 12 and 0. Again, when you play, you know, all these vagabonds, and then you you know your main game is Michigan. You're supposed to be 12 and 0. All right, when we come back, that call by Arthur Smith brought me back memories of 1996. No, no, not those kinds of memories of 1996. Something else that I was thinking of. I'll explain in five minutes. 
Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 910 The Game, Odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back to more John Chuckery. This party's gonna rock. Make Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Another good uh, 80s song right here. Gregory Abbott, right? Shake You Down. You didn't have to quiz me on that, did you? Yeah. Now you knew it right away, Chuck. Yeah, of course. Right up your alley, man. Yeah, you're damn right, Skippy. <laughs> Chuck Green, the Key Studios, head to the top of the hour. We got Atlanta soccer tonight, right? Coming up. Uh, Jess Sharman and Jason Longshore coming up from 11 to 12. Hey, uh, if you want the inside story in the NFL, you need to join the crew uh, Josina Anderson, Fred Smoot, and Morris Chestnut. Each week they take you around the NFL and peel back the curtain. Follow the crew for free in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast from. Don't forget, Rankum is coming up in 20 minutes from right now, 404-741-0929. And you can uh, hit us up on our Twitter pages. I'm at JMSH316. He's at underscore Dylan Matthews. So I said that in the tease coming into this uh, from the last segment that the play call on Sunday reminded me of 1996. And I say that because the number one thing that the Falcons do best on offense is run the football, and especially run the football on the right-hand side of their offensive line of scrimmage, where McGarry and Lindstrom are. That's their two best run blockers, although Matthews has had a really good year run blocking on the left-hand side at left tackle. But that's their best play is running the football on the right-hand side of their offensive line. Anything else they do, anything that is not that play is not their best offensive play. And I say 1996 because remember the World Series in 1996, the Braves and the Yankees? Remember when Mark Wohler's gave up the home run to Jim Layritz and they lo- and the Braves lost that game and that that game really turned the world series 
But remember that Mark Wohlers lost that game not on his 100-mile-an-hour fastball, but on his third-best pitch. And it was always talked about that why would you not throw your best pitch? Why would you not throw him a 100-mile-an-hour fastball? If you're going to lose, lose with your best pitch. This is for Arthur. If you're going to lose, lose with your best play. Even Marcus Mariota running around to the right side isn't your best play. Your best play is your quarterback in pistol turns, hands off to 84, he runs through the right-hand side of your offensive line, and he runs it in for a touchdown. That's your best play. Anything else that you run is not your best. I don't care if a guy was open, closed, he was exposing him. I don't care. None of that matters. Because what you're asking Marcus Mariota to do in that situation is do what he doesn't do best. Drop back, make a good read, throw it in there, right? And that and him making decisions and having to throw the football is never never your best offensive play. It is line up, run the football right-hand side with Patterson or Huntley or Algier. That's your best play, not even your quarterback. And the fact that they lost two yards on first down still doesn't mean you don't run it on second down, not when you're down that deep, and not when you have three timeouts either. So that's, to me, the frustrating part about what that play was. Now, again, I understand the thinking, okay, If it was Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, then fine. I'll let those guys drop back, but not Marcus Mariota because he has one skill in passing the football. Oh, I thought you were going to play it. I heard you back there with with the music and everything. He has one skill when it comes to throwing the football. Short, quick route, one read. Throw. Okay. Short. Yeah. Quick route. Yeah. One read. Yeah. Throw. Yeah. Short. Quick route. One read. Throw. There it is. Short. Quick route. One read. Yeah. Throw. Okay. And even for him, that can be a challenge at times. So I understand Patterson was open. And the, hell, every play you design is always supposed to be open, right? Or you wouldn't run it. If you didn't think it was going to be open, you wouldn't run the play. But that's not your best play. And if you're going to lose down there, lose with your best. They didn't lose with their best. That's where my problem is. Now, there's a lot of good things. I thought this whole game was going to be a trap anyway. Look, outstanding defensive line. They're one of the better run defenses. Falcons did a great job. I thought Arthur schemed a really good offensive uh, play call design. They, They were able to pick up a lot of yardage in the run game. They avoided a lot of Jonathan Allen. They didn't try to take him on and challenge him because at times when they did, he ate them up for lunch. I thought their offensive line as a whole was terrific. Dolman played. I'll give Drew Dolman a lot of credit because I wasn't sure if I was going to get the Carolina Panthers Drew Dolman or the Chicago Bears Drew Dolman. I got the Bears Drew Dolman, and I give him credit. He had a really nice game. 
So their offensive line played well, even hampered without Pitts. I mean, it is what it is without Kyle Pitts. But the problem is for the Falcons is, like it always is, the four to six plays that define a football game and are the difference in do you win or do you lose. A play at the goal line, a running into the kicker, right? All of those things are, you know, the winning plays, the interception by Michael Walker turnover, right? You know, a winning play is Tyler Heineke makes a move when you've got him dead to rights to sack him, and you don't, and he makes a play out of all of it. Those four to six plays in a game. And did you have more check marks in your box, or does the other team have more check marks? And unfortunately, Sunday was a game where they had the more check marks in it, right? So look, now it becomes must win for the Falcons because if we're going to keep up this narrative about playoffs and all this other kind of stuff, then it's must win this weekend. You have a very mediocre to bad Steelers team. I know they won last night. They beat another bad team last night. But you have to find a way to beat the Steelers now. Now you don't have a choice. You're not going to stay in the playoff hunt, you know, even for the division if you start losing games like against the Steelers. Because you got some games that are not real easy on your schedule. Because you're going to have to you're going to have to go 4 and 1 down the stretch in these last 5, and that's not figuring in a loss to Pittsburgh. I'm going to give them a loss up in Baltimore. But you can't double down on it with a loss to Pittsburgh where you're not winning the division because that's your pathway at this point. It's not the wild card. Your pathway at this point is to win the division. And thankfully, the Buccaneers have some tough games. They've got the Cincinnati Bengals yet. They have to go across country to Arizona. They have to go across country to the San Francisco 49ers. They have some tough games coming up. So you have to win the games that are right in front of you and available. The Steelers game is one of those games. I didn't think the pass rush did a very good job. I, I, I That's one thing I might disagree with Tory about a little bit. Pass rush is defined by did you sack the quarterback, okay? Guys get paid on when you click on pro football reference and you sort out that column and you click that header that says SK for sack, that's how guys get paid. You know, is Micah Parsons going to get paid more than Stephen Means? Yes, because what does Micah Parsons do that Stephen Means doesn't? Sack the quarterback. That's just the reality of it. So I am a little bit worried about the pass rush because we're not finding any. And the only guys that we're sacking are guys that take lots of sacks, the Joe Burrows and the, and the Justin Fields of the world. Now, Pickett's another one of those guys that coming up this weekend, look, Pickett's got some mobility. You remember watching him in college, he had some, he had some pretty good mobility in college. And he's got, you saw last night, he's got some decent mobility as well. But, you know, he's a guy that will take some sacks. He's got 23 sacks that he's taken in eight games. So you have to find a way to not just pressure, not just hurry. You have to find a way to put him on the ground and change up the down and distance of this game. And he will take some sacks. Hell, even Trubisky took nine sacks in his limited time. So in their 13 games that they have, or sorry, 11 games, I should say, that they have, 
And their 11 games they have, they've taken 32 sacks for their quarterbacks. So their offensive line, them being the Steelers, pronouns, pal, they will give up some sacks to those guys. You have to take advantage of it. And you can't let the Steelers' running game get off and get going. And that includes Pickett, by the way, too. Because if they can get that going and start to set the trend and tone a little bit, then that's where Pickett can do a little bit of play action, get some short, quick passing throws and things like that. Look, Pickett's not been Pickett's not been all that bad. Not been great, but he's not been all that bad either. So, again, this is a game that you have to win. If you want to stay in the playoff hunt and go for the division, you have to win this game this weekend. And, again, the Steelers are playing fair to Midland. They've not been a very good team. Last week was sort of a trap game. Like, I thought it was going to be hard to try to win that game. I thought that was a game that first to 21 wins. Well, it was first to 19 that won in that game, right? So there, there are some good things to take away with it. Even against a really good run defense, the Falcons were able to have plenty of success in the running game last week. Um, ran it for, what, over 160, I think 167 yards total in that game. Mariota was not terrible. He was fine. You know, it's kind of a typical game for him. You know, the pick at the end, again, the play calling and everything like that that goes along with it. When when you ask, when when you get away from what you do best, when you get away from what you do best, that's where this team gets in trouble. And I'll tell you the other thing. When this team gets into obvious passing situations, they are in a heap of trouble. They are in a mess because teams know that they can load up they can pin their ears back, they can go after the quarterback, and they can force him to have to scramble or try to make a play. I mean, look, that Zacchaeus play was terrific, but that's a busted play all day long. That That's a busted play. Navigate in the pocket a little bit, find him, find a guy that's open, throw it to him, and he picks up a bunch of yards. It's a complete busted play. You'll take it, but it doesn't change the fact that it's not a busted play. All right, when we get back, rank them, 404 741 at JMCH316 at underscore Dylan Matthews. Sports Radio 92 on the game, Odyssey.com app. My feelings for you. There's nothing that I'd rather do than spend every moment with you. To more John Chuckery. We've heard so much about you. Sports Radio 929 the game. You know, this is appropriate for the Brown Liquor Music Hour because I've got my Judge Smale shirt on. Judge Smale? Is that what you said? Judge Smale? Judge Smales or Schmales or whatever it's spelled. Who is that? Judge Smales? Who are you talking about? Ted Knight from Caddyshack. Judge Smales. I know Ted Lasso. You've never seen Caddyshack, have you? Uh, no, I know of it, but I've never seen it, no. When Not a second. When, when they're having the dinner and, and Rodney Dangerfield says, and you guys, take some lessons, and he throws up money and they hit that song. And, he, and Ted Knight's dancing with his wife, and Rodney Dangerfield comes over and he says, he says, I'll let a guy cut in. How'd you like to make $14 the hard way? 
<laughs> anyway, uh, you'd have to have watched the yeah. movie to I had, to, I had to see it moment. Anything, so. Um. <laughs> Sorry, Chuck. At least, no, no. at least I didn't. I I disappointed you all, but at least one time yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Nope. I mean, we got one or two things right. Yeah. Um, so, um, it's a start. Yep. All right. Four zero four seven four one zero nine two nine. Solomon Rose Diamond text on the part of the show. Odyssey app. That's how you catch us on the go. Social media nine ten the game at JMC's three one six at underscore Dylan Matthews. We used to have a little bit of fun on the weekends. We would pick Hugh's brain, pick Randy's brain. Learn a little bit more about the guys. We decided to steal it, and we call this segment now Rankin. All right. Today is the National Day of Giving. Yes, Chuck. I mean, it's been everywhere today. Yes. Yes. You know what you're giving me? What am I Headache. giving you? <laughs> so, if... You know what you're giving me? Well, yes. Irritable bowel syndrome. Oh, goodness. <laughs> if you could you know what be... you're giving me today? Yes. Diarrhea. <laughs> Hopefully it's not explosive. Now, <laughs> if you know if, what you're giving me today, <laughs> yes, stomach cramps. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> what am I not giving you? Um, a good time, <laughs> <laughs> peace of mind, <laughs> satisfaction. <laughs> oh man. Okay. If <laughs> if these organizations or these people could give you these things, how would you rank them? The Falcons give you a Super Bowl in your lifetime. Uh-huh. If your daughter, That's number one, okay, yeah. Uh, if your daughter could give you a grandchild in your lifetime, no, I don't want to do that. No. <laughs> Definitely not that. At appropriate age, of yeah, course. Yeah, I understand, but yeah, <laughs> you don't want that. Yeah, that's called me being dead. <laughs> that's when it's appropriate. If the the lot Georgia Lottery, whoever, could give you a million dollars, or if. Stone Cold Steve Austin, your favorite wrestler, could give you a stunner in your lifetime. Um, give me the Super Bowl one. Give uh-huh. me the stunner two. Give me a million bucks three. And I don't want my daughter. I don't want to think about my daughter having a grandchild. <laughs> I won't be alive for all that. I can tell you that already. I can assure you that you don't want to. You don't want to wait it out until your daughter has a grandchild. It's not a matter of me waiting out. I won't live long enough to see all that. I mean, so I'm you not. You might. Gonna, nah, I'm not. I can assure you. You that. keep going to cryotherapy. You'll, you'll no, get there. No, I promise you that it's going to take a lot more than that. So, from my buddy uh, Pergy on the uh, Twitter page, rank these animal-shaped snacks: animal crackers, goldfish, Teddy Grahams, Swedish fish. All right. Well, I can assure you that Swedish fish is going number four. Don't like Swedish fish. Who likes Swedish fish? I, I, anybody? I don't think anybody. Um, I'll take the Teddy Grahams number one. Oh yeah, on that list. I'll take Animal Crackers too because I'm not a big fan of goldfish either. Really? Yeah. I love goldfish. Nah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of goldfish. They're tasty. For my buddy Marco, Zap, Slave, The Gap Band, and Cameo. Um, give me Zap number one. Give me Gap Band number two. Uh, I'll take Cameo 3 and Slave number 4. Okay, I like that. Okay, we have a lot of free agents upcoming this season for the Atlanta mm-hmm. Falcons, Chuck. Yep. Besides Chris Lindstrom, because I know that's your guy. He's not a free well, agent. Well, he's not a free agent. Yeah, he'll be on his fifth-year fifth year rookie option. That's true. So, which out of these free agents would you like to see the Falcons re-sign the most? How would you rank these free agents as far as the Falcons re-signing them? Caleb McGarry? Elijah Wilkinson, Alameda Zacchaeus, Rashawn Evans. Um, I'll take I'll take Oz number one. Um, all right, I like that. Elijah Wilkinson, Evans, and who was the other one? 
Uh, Caleb McGarry. McGarry, Wilkinson, Zacchaeus, and Evans. Um, Oz one, Evans two, Wilkinson three, McGarry would still be four. I like that. McGarry has played much. This is McGarry's best season. Right. His run blocking has been outstanding. He still gives up way too much from speed rushers around the outside. There you go. Have to upgrade it at right tackle. All right. From one bird sports team in Atlanta to another, who will the Hawks trade first? Uh, you know, if the Hawks are going to trade somebody, mm-hmm. who do you think they would trade first? John Collins, which the rumors are already out again. Bogey, who you talked about earlier, could be traded maybe if, you know, if and when he gets healthy. I think Bogey's number one because of his player option. Yeah. Clint Capella, who uh, he's coming up on. His contract's going to expire here soon. Now he's um, got two more years. Oh, he's got two more yeah. years. Okay. So he's he still got a little that, time. He signed that extension for two more years. That's true. But but uh, again, he could potentially be traded if they don't want to get in too much luxury tax. Right. And then uh, number four, I don't really have a good fourth option, so I'll throw in Justin Holiday because I, I I would actually like him to be traded. Um, I think Bogey's one. I think Collins is two. I think Holiday's three. I think Capella's going to stay here for a couple of years, even yeah. though it's costing him a decent amount of money. I think they like what he gives them for the money. And I think the other important thing about that is too is that Trey likes playing with. Yeah, Capella. and I. I'll be honest with you, I would have rather have had Clint Capella than go get Rudy Gobert. Oh, like most I, I, definitely. I don't want to pay $45 million Heck for no. a guy. And so. how's that working out for Minnesota? Yeah, really. Yeah, exactly. Uh, from our buddy Alvy Cohen on my Twitter page, Jerry Springer, Mari Povich, Montel, uh, Montel, is it Montel, uh, is, it, is, is he named Montel Williams? Yes. The, the host? Okay. Yes. And uh, Geraldo. Um, let me have Geraldo number one. Uh, I like Geraldo. Give me uh, Jerry Springer two. Um, give me Maury, number three, and give me Montel, number four. From uh, our buddy Matt Ryan, the real Matt Ryan, rank these 80s Christmas gifts. GoBots, Garbage Pail Kids, Teddy Ruxpin, Pogo Ball. Well, give me the Garbage Pail Kids number. No, actually, give me GoBots number one. Give me the Pogo Ball two, Garbage Pail Kids three, and I probably would strangle Teddy Ruxpin. I think it was just old enough that <laughs> I didn't want a Teddy Ruxpin. I think it was past that age. I probably would have strangled that thing to death. All right. Um, we were talking about rest, uh, wrestling earlier with uh, Kevin Egan. Shout out to Kevin Egan for joining us earlier in the show today. So I know your favorite wrestler of all time is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Absolutely. But besides Steve Austin, how would you rank these wrestlers? Hulk Hogan, Ric uh-huh. Flair, Undertaker, or Triple H? Um, give me the Hulkster, number one. Mm-hmm. Undertaker, Flair, Triple H. Um, I'll take Flair, too. I'm not a huge Ric Flair Woo. guy. I'll take Ric Flair, too. Give me... Give me the Undertaker, three, and I'll take Triple H, four. Although, I really like Triple H. I was a bigger Triple H fan than, than a lot of people were. Uh, from my buddy Rusty on the text line, rank these TV show hosts. Sherry Shepard, Monique... Lonnie Love, Queen Latifah. Well, you know, I have my thing for Queen Latifah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you, do you yeah, really? I do. I, I never for, knew this. Yeah, I like Queen Latifah a lot. Okay. Like, I have a thing for Queen okay. Latifah. So give me her number one. Um, give me Sherry Shepard number two. Lonnie Love number three. And I'm not a huge fan of that Monique. I don't think she's very funny. Yeah, she's not. She's not. She's not very uh, funny. Uh, one last one from Rusty. Uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, European Vacation, Christmas Vacation, Vegas Vacation. This is a good one here. Mm, that is a good um, one. You know what? I I really like that Vegas vacation. I'm going number one with Vegas vacation. Okay. Christmas vacation number two. Yes. European vacation number three. Mm. Because I'm telling you, 
when he gets when he's in Germany and he starts dancing with those guys and he starts fighting with them, absolutely cracks me up every single time. Wait, time out. These are like movies. <laughs> Yo, I'm so serious. I'm not even trying to be funny. I thought I thought you were ranking like what kind of vacation you would like oh, to go on. I did not know these God. were you were ranking movies just then. Oh. I, I'm so serious. I didn't I thought you were ranking like what kind of vacation you would like to go on. Oh my god. These are movies? How many downloads is this going to get, this segment? <laughs> hey, by the way, that Kevin Egan interview is doing very well. Yeah, it is. Downloads. That's a fun interview, man. Yeah. I mean, that's what we do around here. Um, I don't even know where I'm at at this point. Um, um, give me one more and we'll get out of here. You were talking about, you know, the vacation. Yeah, yeah. That I, I know give me movies. one more and we'll get out of here because okay. my brain is fried after this. <laughs> all right. So the World Cup is going on. Speaking of Kevin Egan and all that good stuff. Um, USA got a big win today over Iran. It got me thinking. If you had to assemble a World Cup team and you needed a goalkeeper, a shutdown goalkeeper, who would you pick out of these four? Would you pick Mike Bell? Would you pick Rob Tribble? Would you pick myself? Or last but certainly not least, would you pick the John people? Freaky? Um, I'll take you number one because you're younger than everybody else. Yeah, I'm late. I mean, everybody else is is between sixty and dead, basically. <laughs> sixty. Um, so dead. I'll give you two. Um, Mike Bell could kind of maneuver his way around a little bit. Triple would stand in the goal and smoke cigarettes the whole time, so he wouldn't pay attention. <laughs> uh, and then Freaky, after about one kick to him, would probably have a heart attack or stroke. And John Freaky. Yeah, that'd be it for Freaky. And then. <laughs> Either he'd die or he'd go get a glass of Cabernet, and, and that'd be it for, for Freaky. And so. then anytime he made a big save and the team would try to hug him, he'd be like, nah, nah, Yeah, yeah, nah, no. Nah, I mean, after nah, one nah. save, he'd be either, either dead or have a Cabernet in his hand. He, he wouldn't make it to a second save. So you'd get one save out of him, and that'd be it. So John Freaky? Yeah. And then what he'd do is, like, he'd spend the rest of the time telling you about how he covered the Atlanta Chiefs back in the old days. So <laughs> it had just been a mess. All right, that's a rank for a Tuesday night. Wrapping it up with a love TKO next. Chuck Reed. Sports Radio, 910 The Game, Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Wrapping things up. We already got the show playing back there or what? It was like some kind of background noise or something back there. I don't know. Before we get out of here, though. You did really well on the... Yeah, let me let you listen to what is the greatest opening lyric in all of music history. We have a show. We have a show within a show within a show within a show. So we have my show going with the music in the background, and then we have a whole other show that's being played in the background of the background music or whatever. Anyway, um, so all right, uh, here's what we got for the rest of the week. Just to give you an update. Hawks are in Orlando to take on the Mucks, so they got them tomorrow night, and then after us tonight and tomorrow and the rest of this week. Really, we've got Atlanta soccer tonight. Jason Longshore, Jess Sharman, recap uh, everything in the World Cup. Obviously, today it'll be Iran and uh, and the USA. Um, again, only the second greatest matchup of USA and Iran, or Iran, I'm going to call them Iran, of all time. That, of course, the first greatest matchup of all time was January of 1984 when Hulk Hogan beat the Iron Sheik and Hulkamania officially was underway. So this only ranks as the second biggest matchup between the USA and Iran. So there you go. 
Uh, but they're coming up tomorrow, or tonight, tomorrow, rest of this week. Um, I will be back with you on, uh, well, actually, you can come out and see me on Friday because I'm going to be at the T-Mobile out in Woodstock, so we got that going on. But um, Saturday morning, um, go forth, Randy and I, we will have all of your college football game time championship Saturday coverage for you. So we'll go 8 to noon with all that. Then Hugh and I will be out at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, of course, in the smooth lot directly across from the Home Depot backyard entranceway right there next to the Wade Ford tailgate. We'll be hanging out 9 to 11 on Sunday morning as uh, Falcons will take on the Steelers. And what I said I think is a must-win game now at this point. You're down to your last five. Need a win going into the bye week and try to get healthy and try to get some bodies back and things like that. So um, be interesting next week because, you know, they get back from their bye. They're going to have to make decisions on, you know, on Jalen Mayfield. Will Wilkinson be back? So a lot to try to figure out. So, all right, Atlanta soccer tonight is coming up next. Jess Sharman, Jason Longshore, they'll have all of your recap from today. We got to get out of here. For Dylan, it's Chuckery, AMF, everybody. Love to control me. Cause you to lose all thoughts sense of time and have a change of mind. Take it to T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.